This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? You doing all right today? Well, that little greeting establishes the fact that this is indeed your good friend, Dr. Bob Cook. And I'm so grateful to be back with you once again. I get lonesome to get with you. Do you ever have that feeling? No, I'm not with you physically. You're there and I'm here. But oh, my heart and my mind and my thoughts and my longings for God's best in your life, they're all with you. And I guess you know it, don't you? Well, we're looking at First Thessalonians chapter 2, and it's Paul's appraisal of his own ministry. He has some negatives, and then we get on some, to some positives as well. He said, when I came, no deceit, I told you the truth. No uncleanness, I was right with God. No guile, I didn't try to manipulate you. No flattering words, I didn't lay it on with a trowel. No covetousness, I wasn't trying to get something out of you. That was as far as we got the last time we were together. Now you look at verse 6. Nor, said he, of men sought we glory, neither of you nor of others. When we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ. Give me my place because I'm an apostle. No, he didn't do that. Leadership, beloved, has to be deserved. It can never be just demanded. Well, it can be demanded, but the minute the pressure is released, the leadership evaporates. Leadership has to be deserved. Bob Pierce used to say, when they asked him why he would take boatloads of rice over to Korea after the Korean War, feeding the refugees, he'd say, you have to deserve a hearing. You can't come to a person who's starving and preach the gospel to him without helping him some. It's a profoundly true statement. You have to deserve a hearing for the gospel and you have to deserve any leadership that you have. So he said, we didn't seek glory, neither of you nor of others. Now there's two groups that are involved in this. Let's, let's admit, let's admit uh, at the outset that it's nice to have somebody recognize you as being a person of some worth. Isn't it? It's nice when, when people recognize anything that you are doing or a position that you hold. You know, people, people introduce me and they say, well, Mr. Cook was president of Youth for Christ and president of the National Association of Evangelicals and vice president of Scripture Press and president of the National Religious Broadcasters. And uh, they recite all of that. You sometimes think you're sitting in your own funeral listening to your obituary. But a recital of, of what you are and what you've done, it, it feels good. You know, you have to admit that. And if people snub you and, and somebody says Bob Cook and somebody else says who, <laughs> you feel kind of let down. Am I... Am I uh, Communicating with you there, beloved? You know, we're all human, aren't we? The point is, if that 
If that area of your life, the area that feels good when people recognize that you're worth something, if that area of your life becomes the motivating force in your living and ministering, you're in trouble. See? Neither of men sought we glory. Why? Because the glory belongs to God. The recognition belongs to God. Promotion cometh not from the east nor the west nor the south, but from the Lord. He putteth up one and putteth down another, said the psalmist. Jeremiah said to his servant, Seekest thou great things for thyself? Seek them not. The Lord is able to give thee much more than this, is the word. See, uh, if that part of your life that enjoys being recognized, and we all do, I guess. I'm trying to be as honest as, as I know how here. If that part of your life that enjoys being recognized becomes the motivating force of your efforts and your ministry, you're in trouble. Why? Because God is the one to get the glory. And because demanding recognition and leadership never satisfies and never lasts. Oh, what a lesson to learn. Neither, said he, of men sought we glory, neither of you nor of others. Now, there's two publics. One, the people that know you, and the, and the other, the people who don't know you. And the temptation is to do and to say those things that will get you recognized by those two groups. The people who know you, of course, that's the most difficult. Because the more the more intimately people know you, the less likely they are to put you on any kind of a pedestal. You have to work harder to be recognized by your peers than by others. And so here you have the pitiful spectacle of folk, and you can see them all around you in business and in religious work and in the community. Or if you're a student, you can see it happening on the campus and if you can back off and look at it, sometimes it, it becomes laughable. The frenzied efforts that people make to be recognized. And sometimes, of course, it, it takes the form of bizarre behavior. Sometimes, well, we had a we had an epidemic years ago of, of ducktail haircuts. You remember the ducktail or the mohawk haircut, the Indian haircut, where the, the head was shaved on both sides, leaving a strip of hair sticking straight up in the middle? And uh, a few of the young fellows uh, did that. Uh, all they wanted was to be noticed. And they were, I, I assure you. <laughs> Somebody came to me and said, Dr. Cook, what are you going to do about these outlandish haircuts? I said, I'm just going to let them grow hair again. What are you going to do? What can you do? Well, they were noticed. But, you know, people laughed at them. It's laughable. The attempt to be somebody and to be recognized as somebody oftentimes makes you ridiculous. Recognition and leadership is a result, not an end in itself. Just like joy and happiness are results, not an end in themselves. People write to me and say, Brother Cook, I don't feel joyful. And I write back to them and I say, do the things that God says bring joy and you'll be joyful. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Romans fifteen thirteen says, 
You start committing your life to him and start letting the Holy Spirit fill your life, you'll be full of joy as a result. Recognition is nice, but if it becomes the driving force in your life, you're in trouble. Now, Paul said, I had a right to throw my weight around as an apostle. I could have been burdensome as an apostle. I could have given orders. I could have strutted. I could have said, you better recognize me. You better listen to me. I'm an apostle. But he said, I didn't do that. I didn't seek glory from people. Don't touch the glory. T.W. Wilson, I guess it was, who told me, coming from a, a team meeting of the Billy Graham Association a few years back, he said with a touch of awe in his voice, he said, Billy talked to us for quite a while. And the, I said, what did he say? He said, don't touch the glory. The glory belongs to God. Don't ever let me hear of any of you touching the glory. The glory belongs to God. A wise, wise statement. I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory will I not share with another, says God. Neither of men sought me glory. Now, the other side of that is in Colossians 3, whatsoever you do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily. Colossians three seventeen and 23 are the verses. Do it heartily, psyched up, heartily, as to the Lord and not unto man, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. And in 1 Corinthians 10, whatsoever therefore ye do in word or deed, do all, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, that's the verse, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. What I'm doing, what I'm saying, the ministry I have, the Sunday school class I'm teaching, the precious little youngsters toddling around my knees that I'm raising uh, in, in the family, the business that I'm carrying on, the sales pitch that I'm making, the budget I'm constructing, whatever it may be, look up and say, oh God, I'm doing this for you. That makes a difference. And as I've said to you once or twice or more, when you do things for God, routine becomes touched with the, with, the, with the glow and the glory of heaven. Routines can be so boring. Filing, for example. I don't think I would ever volunteer to be a filing clerk. The very thought of it uh, just shakes me up. Routine. Routine work. This lady said she didn't mount, mind doing housework, but it was so daily. <laughs> Routine can get on you. But when you do it, as unto the Lord, it's touched with glory. You can have a touch from heaven while you're standing at the kitchen sink doing the dishes. Yes, you can. Oh, he said, I didn't seek glory from people. I could have as an apostle, but he said, I didn't. Now you want to back off from your own life and, and just ask this question. It's a little uncomfortable to ask and answer. And that is how much of my life and the force of it and the drive of it, how much of my life is really slanted toward somebody else recognizing me? Somebody else saying thank you to me. It's, it's tough when your own loved ones never say thank you, isn't it? Uh, or when they snub you or when they downright oppose you. And so you find yourself 
thinking and planning how you're going to accomplish that thank you and that recognition. No, back off from it and say, Lord, you're the one. You're the one that gets the glory. You're the one that gets the praise. You're the one that gets the recognition. You're the one. Neither of men sought we glory, nor of you, people who knew us, nor of others, people who didn't know us. How, how do you impress people who don't know you? <laughs> That's a tough one, isn't it? I, I, have been, uh, I have been snubbed by some of the greatest people in the world. <laughs> it's hard to get people who don't know you to be impressed by you. And I have to tell you, the only answer, the only answer is to be found in the working of God the Holy Spirit in your life. Our Lord Jesus said of John the Baptist, he was a burning and a shining light, and ye were for a, a, a time willing to uh, be reflected in that light. John was a burning and a shining light. People came to see him shine. The evidence of God in your life will produce recognition of God when people meet you. Well, we get at that the next time we get together. Holy Father, today, help us to give thee all the glory. In Jesus' name I ask this, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.